Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Churros Itaticas podcast on a Wednesday. This should have come much earlier. I apologize. It should have been Monday, but I couldn't record. It should have been Tuesday. I couldn't record. It's my fault. Diego Lorin has no blame at all here. It's my fault. I'm sorry. We're two, three days late. And I don't know if you guys remember, but there was La Liga like two, three days ago. I know like two, three days in football is a long time. It's in like... The cycle moves so quickly. We're already talking about international break. Endrick playing for Brazil. We're talking about Deco. We're talking about Deco's quotes recently about Victor Roque and other things. We're talking about uh, Javier Tebas going at it, taking the guns out for Florentino responding uh, to Florentino's General Assembly speech. You know what? What we will remember, Diego? Real Madrid beat Valencia 4-0. And it was beautiful football. That's we remember those wins. No one will remember Barcelona's win. No one will remember that ugly football. But Real Madrid four, Valencia no. Did you see that? Like all those possession, all the short passing, all the the beautiful possession that Real Madrid had. The passing, Johan Cruyff dancing in his grave watching that masterclass. Everyone will remember that, but no one will remember the ugly one that Barcelona had. Do you agree, Diego? Do you agree? Again, coming at me with this tone of hostility, firing shots, dude, right off the get-go, and I thought we were going to have a pleasant conversation. Why you got to put me on the back foot like that? Yeah, the win was ugly, and yes, you had a nice win, and we not just... <laughs> we didn't have that much possession, actually. I think Johan would well, be disappointed. Okay, well, anyways... Well, you know what I do. I, I, How's your I, week going, buddy? Great. You okay? How's your week? How's your week going? Yeah, it was going good. It's going good. Keeping busy, you know. I'm. Uh, to be honest, I'm still kind of like um, basking. Is that the right word I want to use? Basking, yeah, in sunshine. In, 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 in the, no, in 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 the thrill of Friday's podcast. Mm. I think that was yes. uh, you know you and I both agree that 
I mean, if not the best, one of the best podcasts that Churros has ever done. Hugely enjoyed it. I'm happy to see that our patrons enjoyed it as well. Mm. And, um, you know, I still have, I should put out more snippets of uh, that episode because it was an hour or nearly an hour and a half, hour and 20 something minutes. Uh, Orlandi was very generous with his time and just giving fascinating answers. Uh, anybody that hasn't listened to it, go to, over to Patreon. And, um, you know, Churros y Tacticas Patreon page forward slash Churros y Tacticas to check it out, listen to it, watch it. It was a fascinating conversation with a great guy, but a great football mind as well. And uh, I want to do more, man. It just made me hungry for more. I kind of pitched it to you. I guess we could kind of informally or, or yeah, informally announce it. Churros y e Invitados. Uh, as a kind of like new, what do you call it? Segment, series. I will, I hope we can do many episodes, but yeah, I kind of put it out there. I don't know if you saw the tweet. I would like to hear from the community, see who they would like us to get on. I invite everybody to participate, be as wild and as ambitious as you want. I think eventually we can get anybody and, uh, Right now, you know, we're going to continue. I, I would like, I had somebody in mind. I don't know if you want to, you know, f- speak it, about it on air, but uh, I, I have me, I have a string of people in mind, but I would like to keep this going. And uh, if you don't want to miss out, go over patreon.com forward slash churros y tacticas because they're our best podcasts that we're going to be putting out. And there's much more to come. Yeah, I thought, <clears throat> I thought the Friday show, like if you're not a patron, I think you probably missed the best episode we've ever done on Friday. I really, really enjoyed it. Like, <clears throat> I know a lot of people tune into Churrosi Tacticas to see us talk shit. But every now and then, Diego and I put our, our big boy pants and we have like intellectual <laughs> discussions. And uh, we talked everything from uh, the use of data and analytics and scouting and La Fabrica, La Masia, different football philosophies, identities, Chavi. Um, so many other things and who better than Andrea Orlandi to join us and help us do that because he's brilliant. I mean, obviously the fact that he used to play for Barca and Brighton and Swansea, but now, you know, one of the most respected analysts on TV, whether it's the zone or La Liga, he has his own scouting agency now that he, that's tremendous yeah. work for. So it was awesome. Uh, I, I urge everyone to go listen to it. Um, yeah, more guests, uh, definitely. I think it's something that so, we have to do. I mean, we've been turning away so many guests. Like Sergio Ramos has tried to come on, Messi, <laughs> Cristiano. We're like, you know what, guys? Unless you're like Kim Kardashian level famous, we might have to to veto you out here. And uh, but your time you know, will so, come. Somebody said, "Get Gabi and Ceballos to come on. That would be fun. That's great. Uh, that would be in Spanish though, because I don't think they." I might be underestimating. Uh, they don't have to speak players. Uh, I don't Spanish know if to fight. We just put them in a in a room and no, give them each a weapon of choice. Imagine imagine a long form podcast that could get two players on or athletes that have a genuine dislike for each other. I say that, but then again, you know, supposedly they hashed it out or they talked it out. They're from the same goddamn pueblo for crying out loud, or or nearby pueblos. And um, I mean, they're also teammates, but it would be fun. Could you imagine? Do you think we'll ever get to see Jordan and Pippen on, like, you know, I don't know, 
a podcast. <clears throat> no, because Long I think Jordan podcast. is just too secretive with his life. He doesn't appear on any TV, does nothing. Right. So I... But he... Sh- yeah. Or maybe like a docuseries where him and Scotty sit down. I could see a last dance, 12 episodes of just Jordan and Scotty hashing it out or talking it out and then talking about why like i would like to hear from scotty why he has such a profound dislike not to say hatred towards michael jordan you know you know one of the things that was so startling from the documentary kian was when it came out and was admitted by scotty himself he didn't i got to put, put word word this you know the right way he didn't give his condolences to Michael Jordan for the passing of his father out of spite, basically, you know, he didn't go up to Michael Jordan and not until much, much later, if ever, I mean, and again, this was admitted by Scottie Pippen himself. He didn't give, uh, you know, didn't say, put didn't put an arm around Michael Jordan, didn't say sorry, didn't give his condolences out of sheer spite already at the time. Like, you know, the man's envy, of the greatest of all time runs deep, man. Like, can you imagine if your father passes away and like your main dude on a team who Michael Jordan has always been super generous to? That's another thing. When have you ever heard a Michael Jordan interview and him not give praise to Scotty right off the bat, pick him as his number one team, say, I would never win any championships if it weren't for Scotty, advise him to sign that deal, try to get Scotty more money as well uh, during his playing time, all this stuff. He's always been like a big brother to Scotty, and all Scotty's ever been is a little bitch, man. Hateful. Yeah, that's why I think with this particular one, the the feud is only one way. I don't think Jordan feels like that kind of pettiness towards Pippin, the way Peppy, mm. Pip, the way Pippin does towards Jordan. <laughs> Peppy, does the, the word Pippy, yeah, yeah, Pippy, yeah. Pippy. Uh, yeah, like I think Jordan is, you know, not has said nothing but good stuff about Pippin publicly. I don't know, like pub behind the scenes privately. I don't know if there's a different. He feeling, even but... said publicly that he doesn't condone this relationship between his son and uh, Pippin's ex-wife. I mean, you know, mm, I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, look, we saw Shaq and Kobe hash it out publicly. Um, mm, thank I don't God know. For the that. one that the thing is like, there is a common denominator between like Jordan and Barkley, Jordan and Pippin, Jordan and Isaiah, who are just like. So, so, there's a lot of people that don't like him to be fair for sure well barkley doesn't like doesn't barkley has no issues with mj it's Charles barkley yeah it was that there i mean you know I, i'm i'm on camp uh, you know team yeah that's barkley, true team chuck all day because i feel like jordy's being jordan's being the petty one here because he couldn't <laughs> hear any criticism from people close to him when he barkley is there to analyze him in his job, in his profession as an owner in this case, which we can all admit now that Jordan ha fracasado, ha fracasado. It's been a, it's been a disaster. It's been a failure. It's been a failure. Uh, Jordan as an owner of the Charlotte Bobcats Hornets um, has not succeeded or, you know, has not turned that into a successful franchise. Having said that, I'm sure that he sold his stake at a, at a crazy profit anyway. So from when he took it over, bought it to selling it now, you know, it's it's grown as an organization, just not met the expectations of somebody that is, you know, hailed, widely hailed and considered the greatest of all time. So 
Yeah, I just, I, I just don't like the fact that people get butthurt like that when yeah. they face criticism. And like, the thing with, I'm, I'm sure that Barkley, there was nothing there that he said publicly that he wouldn't have said to MJ's face. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Exactly. Sometimes like, I think we, we interpret feedback as like this, like vitriol hate. Like I, I saw this clip recently. I don't know if you saw. To be fair, this is in this particular case, I kind of understand it, but um, Thomas Tuchel, he remembers everything that's said about him in the German media, and he, when he goes and gets interviewed by those, like even if it's pitch side, like for example, Lothar Mateus, mm. who has been very critical of him, and Tuchel, and it just well, makes it Mateus really awkward in the everyone. interview. What? Mateus is Lothar Mateus is critical of everything and everyone. Well, that's why, like that that particular case, I kind of understand it because Mateus, like genius footballer, brilliant footballer, but after the, his football career, Pain in the for whatever reason, was not uh, nearly as smart as a footballer as he was off the pitch. But, mm. uh, but like I don't know, like just like I feel like. In those situations, like Tuchel, like goes and he kind of just makes it really petty and like he's like, I remember what you said about me, but like as if the uh, fact that like are we only allowed to say positive things in football analysis? Because mm-hmm. isn't that what analysis is? Is like we look at the good stuff, we look at the bad stuff, and we come to try to find some kind of analysis or answer to the best of our ability based on all the good things and bad things. And we put it towards the table, and that analysis changed. So, like, yeah. if we say something about someone that's criticism one game, that doesn't mean that forever this is the truth. Right. It's just that next it's week, insane. that thing, those yeah. things can improve, right? And so, I yeah. sometimes like people get so mad about like, you know, analysis if it's not in agreement with you know how much they love a player or or a coach or yeah. you know. It has to be yeah. if you love if you love someone you put a halo around them you don't criticize them and if you hate mm. someone you can be hypercritical of them it just mm. doesn't mm. work like that and I think like some people just get so butthurt over these things sometimes and like instead of just looking at the analysis I mean yeah like to put that back to Jordan I think and and we both agree clearly that that he's being petty about it it does bring up an interesting and and kind of shift the focus to to football this is a football part and I know uh, <laughs> funny enough some people. Uh, get irritated when we talk basketball, <clears throat> but anyways, we would do what we want. But to shift no, it, churros. To everyone knows churros is anything. You you have no yeah. idea what's around the corner. UFOs, basketball, could be anything. There you go. Conspiracies. Um, Chabi recently, or in the post match rather of uh, Alaves Barça, um, Barça Alaves, I should say. When asked, I don't know how this was exactly posed. Uh, mind you, I read the statements. I, I didn't see the back and forth between him and a, and a journalist. But So I don't know in what context this was said. But he basically said that maybe or, yeah, he put the question out there that possibly the team is playing subpar due to the media and he, he the criticism mm. that he, he, you know they are facing from the media and over the, the you know this week so far they have been laughed off they've been mocked they've been those statements i mean from chavi they've been 
sort of pitched as an excuse as to another one of Xavi's excuse. You know, they, they kind of ridicule him. First it's the pitch, now then it's the sun, the time, then it's now it's the, the, the media. Yeah. Uh, what other excuses does he have? Now, I think in this one particularly, I think it holds more weight than, you know, the day or time. Uh, or the state of the pitch. Maybe the state of the pitch has an influence, clearly. But, you know, it kind of got me to think how, and we've talked about this before, Kian, how much pressure these players are under more than ever. I mean, you know, in the days of Di Stefano Kubala, media (laughs) was hardly there, was hardly present. It was only in print. the games. Only in print, a few you know, now you have the whole social media aspect and time uh, delay in play. Exactly, right, and time delay. Yeah, and 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 now it's a completely different ball game, and that of course has a mental impact, especially on young players. Because um, let's not forget that even if Ferran Torres, who has openly admit that he is, you know, uh, seeing a psychiatrist and. Uh, um, you know, has moments of, of, of depression. I mean, you know, same with Eric Garcia, many players. Um, that this, you know, this statement from Xavi, I think holds weight. And I think it shouldn't be laughed off as like, uh, you know, here he is again looking for excuses. The team's playing shit and it's your fault. And, you know, uh, your time is, is running up kind of thing. I don't know. Uh, you know, how do you see this? Everyone is facing that, though. Every big team goes through that. I mean, <clears throat> to chalk that up. No, no, like- for sure, for sure. Listen, absolutely. Uh, and that goes for any team. Sorry to jump in. This is no. not exclusive to Barca. Uh, I do think that playing for a club like Barca, uh, you feel there's way more pressure. I mean, we heard Orlandi on Friday talk about the pressures that that Barca players are under for performing, for playing with, with flair. You know, it's not just about the result. And, and then you live in this micro, um, you know, this, this kind of ecosystem where even within the club itself, within the Kule fan base, uh, uh, the local press, the national press and international, look, it, it, it stacks up. So it, uh, it it's the same for most teams, the big teams, certainly. But Seeing as this team is so young, many players are are so young, I think the added pressure of media can most certainly have an influence uh, on the production, you know? Of course. Um, Look, the, the reality is that media and fans are generally merciless with that stuff with little regard for the human element of what people go through, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is kind of related. Did you read Fede Valverde's article in the Players' Tribune? Uh, um, Snippets, yeah. yeah. No, I think I I mean most of it. I got a good gist of it. So you you got to the part where like the the doctors told him uh, his son was not going to make it. And mm. he that the timing of that is like directly correlated with him being really out of form. And so he's he describes it as like the twenty hours of not playing football. He just put himself in a dark room and would would cry or just sit there like and be completely alone thinking about that. And 
then he'd have to go on the field not wanting to really play and completely not there mentally or physically and put in a shitty performance. And then the fans would just boo him. And he couldn't really come out and publicly talk about why he's not playing well. And so he just felt like he was in this nightmare scenario. And obviously, thankfully, things worked out. And uh, he's, he goes on to say those 80,000 whistles uh, later felt like 80,000 hugs. But like, you know, you think about you hear stories like that and you're like, man, we have no idea what's happening at home with these guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. We never, we never even factor that in or consider it. And quite frankly, like, we just don't know. Like, we just don't know if someone's going through something. Like, no matter how rich these guys are and how set up they are, it's always it's not going to be easy, you know? Um, these people still have kids. They wake up in the middle of the night. You know, they wake up early. They have lack of sleep or, you know, things are going on at home. And we saw that in the Beckham documentary, too. Like, there yeah. was, like, no real reason for the amount of hate he got for no reason other than... yeah basically yeah. existing and getting a red card, for example, in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, in his relationship with Posh and all this stuff. Like, just like, people are just always angry with this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And so yeah. the media is no better in that situation. So maybe, I don't know, Chavi's alluding to that part of it. Again, I didn't, I didn't see him say it. Like, like you, I don't know the full context. I just saw that Sid Lowe had tweeted about it saying, mm. um, he just kind of brought to the attention that, you know, the fact that Chavi was blaming the media... And uh, I thought, like, well, listen, man, whether you're Manchester United, Barcelona, or Real Madrid, the media has always been this way. And so it'll ultimately come down to, are you going to blame them? Or Mm -hmm. are you going to look at yourself and see what we can control? Because ultimately, that's something that Xavi has to do. He has to figure that out. I think... Yeah. I think some coaches can deal with that better than others, and maybe that's Xavi's next, you know, learning curve. Because there's no way, like, uh, you know, the media in Barcelona has always been this way. It's nothing new. So, yeah. so yeah. Barcelona have had plenty, plenty of great eras in their history, yeah. irrespective of the media. Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, the, the, it's it's become exponentially bigger, and um, in this particular case shedding a light on the younger players. You know, you see moments, for example, uh, to, to uh, I really want to drill home the age aspect of it as well because we're talking about kids. We're talking about 16, 17, 18, 19, 20-year-olds, yeah. you know, where uh, when they want to extend a hand out to an idol, a veteran, experienced player because they didn't pass him the ball at his command and demand, and then that player proceeds to then ignore completely, you know, turn his cheek and his shoulder to that youngster. I think that could have a grave impact if on top of that you have, you know, social media not on your side. If the media, local media as well, has been very critical and you read about it every day in the paper. Age is a factor. Youth is a factor. And the amount of, of media exposure and scrutiny that these players are under are greater than you know, in the past, the 90s, 80s, going all the way back to Tukuwala's times. But that doesn't take away from the fact. And I think that, you know, that going back to the critical aspect of being critical, even if you want the best, you know, Chavi needs to address and needs to find a way to instill speed 
on the with the ball in this team, aggression within this team. You know, where's the depth? Where's the killer instinct in this team? Where's the creativity? Where's the urgency? Where's the concentration? Again, against Alaves, for crying out loud, it's like Groundhog's Day. I'm watching the Granada game all over again. In the freaking first seconds of the game, we can see it again, Kian. How many times have I been on this podcast now when we, you know, can see quick goals like this? And, um, you know, you cannot come out as a coach and point a stinky finger at the media and say, well, it's your fault. I mean, that, that no cuela, right. That just doesn't stick. It doesn't fly. Um, but, uh, but, but, what, but yeah. Yeah. And, <clears throat> no, not that. Not that yesterday, yesterday. I mean, just like what Barcelona season doesn't have wins like this. Hmm. If you guys win the league title, would you care if you didn't look perfect against Alaves? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, well, and there's the, the next element. Are we seeing an improvement, Kian? And that is the worrisome part. Uh, and that is what, you know, we touched on with, with Andrea as well. It's like, well, is the, are we seeing an improvement right now? I, I don't know. Like, and, and that's where, uh, that's why I asked him. I was like, what if, you know, do you see Xavi eating the turrones? Like, uh, obviously, he will get the Christmas. Deco's come out. He said the confidence is 200% in Xavi. Sure. Um, I am on still on the Xavi Neta bandwagon. I'm just saying, like, if we don't see an improvement in this team, the pressure will continue to mount for Xavi. And, you know, how much... Will he be able to withstand the team as well? You know, the, the board of the directors. Like, uh, this team at this point in time cannot win the title like this, Kian. No. You know, last okay. season was different. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So, like, this is maybe this is some kind of, like, psychology thing. But anytime you, you're down on Barca, I come to Barca's defense. Uh, and anytime you go, you go and praise them, I have to fight you on it. But in this case, <laughs> in this case, is it as bad as you guys make it out to be? Let me just put things into perspective. What was, like... I have to fully admit, I did not watch that game from start to finish. Was it on in my house? Yes, my dad's house. I was, I was at my dad's house with the kids. The game was on, and I was helping my dad cook. Okay, We were watching it, but not like I'm not sitting there. Every time we looked up, Barcelona were like in an attacking position. Uh, what was like the actual fundamental issue of that game that you guys were not happy with? No, dude, it, it, there was no, th this was, 
even you saying that we were in an attacking position seems like an overstatement to be honest. It, it, okay. There there I felt like there was just no danger being created really this time around. Um not enough, not aggressive enough, not enough thought, you know, with the ball, off the ball. It, it was lacking completely in <clears throat> Like I said, killer instinct, creativity, just you know, flair and 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 a, and, a, and a willingness to drive <sighs> to win the game, like to play football and win the game. But you won, and Lewandowski scored a couple, right? Yeah, Doesn't, scored two. Aren't those? I mean, that's that's a positive takeaway that Lewandowski got going a little bit. I mean. Mm, mm. I understand the concerns that I think the problem with Lewandowski right now is that, especially the older he gets, he's just not as involved in the build-up phase. Um, but he's there to finish the chances, right? And that's where you miss, like, a, for example, peak Luis Suarez. I know that's like a high standard. But to, to, to be honest, I, I, I will... Like, we don't really look for Lewandowski enough, neither. I mean, mm. it, it, you know, him getting frustrated in that regard is sort of understandable as well. Because it does feel like, yeah, either he's, the balls are just not getting to him. I, I guess what's interesting about this, Diego, is that, like, on one hand, like, I'm saying these things. On the other hand, you can look at, this is actually, a, like, a really large sample size. Because if you go back to last season, there were a ton of 1-0 wins like this, right? And... But ultimately, like, the results were there. It was enough to win the league. Um, now, you can talk about the fact that Ter Sagan saved your ass a million times. But, hey, man, like, as a Real Madrid fan, I can't, I can't say that Courtois didn't do that for us a million times, too, especially in the Champions League. Mm. No, no, for sure. What matters always, ultimately, is, like, what does this team look like in the springtime or late winter? Because that's when you kind of start to see where the season is headed. Now it's a little bit too early for me because it's very possible that this team looks way better in two, three months than it does now. Mm. So there's always room for that. Like you can improve. And well, again, and again, as we have said, yeah. how many injuries? I mean, Pedri's back now, but you know. Yeah. It's, it's, it, Yeah. Let's. I, I just want to see an improvement, Kian. Sure. You know there has That's to fair. be. That's fair. There has to be. There has to be a spark at some point uh, within this team that you know. It just. It all feels like we're playing in slow motion a little bit too much right now. Um, the spark, the quickness, the flair, the the drive. You know, just add your addict adjectives, adjective that you want, but it's. There's a lot of work to do, and uh, we'll see how the players come back now after the break. You talked about key players coming back from injury. Uh, all that stuff, you know, uh, is true, and let's hope they come back healthy. Uh, but, you know, things have to improve, man. So, yeah, sorry. Go on. Uh, you wanted to say something. No, I got no? nothing. I was going to move to the conversation. Okay. Uh but you 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 don't sound too thrilled with uh, the Valencia performance, then? No, I was happy. What do you mean? No, I was happy. I I mean, what 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 did I say that made you think that? Because you said that like you didn't have the ball. Oh, uh, I was being sarcastic, clearly. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> hey, hold on a second. The 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 
that noise has just come back. The uh, distortion sound on your from end. my end. Yeah. Let me unplug my mic. Okay. How's this? <laughs> no, that's awful. Your your it's mic worse? is not. Your mic is no. Now it's good. Now it's good. Yeah. Oh, Go. Okay. How's yeah, this? Perfect. You're All right. Good. Cool. Thanks, listeners, for bearing with us. Um. Yeah. No, no. I was being sarcastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, mind you, I don't think the first half performance was that good. Our defense has a lot of problems, but mm. I think it ticked off a lot of boxes that we were really, really praying for all season, which is we need Vinicius and Rodrigo to step up. And mm. they were awesome against Valencia. And actually, it was their second consecutive really good game together. And I would argue Vinicius also, the Rio game after Classical where we dropped points and he got grilled, I thought he was encouraging in that game too. So it was fantastic in that sense. And also we had a lot of really good individual performances as well. Um, Lunin looked great in Nets. Kamavinga was amazing as usual. Carvajal and Fetty were doing their thing on that right flank. Um, and it was just a really good performance from in that sense. Our defense still has issues. And Valencia had three key opportunities. I think they all fell to Hugo Duro, and he missed them all. Uh, not including the penalty, which obviously Lunin saved as well. So, wait, was that? That was a different game? <laughs> Remember when I told you football moves fast? Sometimes mm, I don't yeah. know. Like I'm, I have to go look at my notes to like look at a basic fact. Anyway, Lunin's mm, been good for two consecutive games. Uh, Hugo Duro missed three big chances against Real Madrid. Valencia's actually was actually higher than Real Madrid, despite losing uh, as big of a scoreline as they did. But so, anyways, my point is, my overall point is, despite the errors in what I said there, that our defense needs to improve still. So. If our defense improves and we play like this offensively, that's good. And hey, like three games without Jude Bellingham, we talked about Jude Dependencia. Those three games, we scored 10 goals combined and won all three of them. And Brahim mm-hmm. has looked good in all three of those as well. So that's also encouraging. Of course, the the news that really punched us in the gut was Arda Goulet getting injured again, just when we thought he was coming back. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously. Oh my God! Look yeah. at you. you can't help yourself. That's disgusting, man. You cannot well, put a smile on your that, face man. for a player's injury. Like you that. making me smile? No. I, I did. Uh, come on. Unethical. Masculine. Dude, cool. no. <laughs> Unethical. You cannot blame a Goule for smiling. At least. You know what's really funny as well. Uh, before we move on to uh, more serious topics, um. The whole Joao Felix situation, you know, if anything, he's been... Sorry to shift it back to Barca real quick. But uh, you realize that Barca is going to have to negotiate Joao Felix with who? The transfer. Because obviously he's not going back to Atletico. I mean, just the other day, did you see Diego Simeone? Well, yeah, that's, they, they a, asked him that's about, obvious. They asked him about Joao Felix, and he's like, he's, he's, you know, the people, the Atletico people don't like him. So, I mean, he he's help he's helping <laughs> just closing the door, he's helping Bur- burning us. the bridge so completely. He's like so he's helping us the there. Bridge. I do I do appreciate Diego for uh, coming clean and knocking a few mills off of the the transfer. But do you know who Barca have to negotiate the transfer with? Hmm. 
The, that's the point I'm coming to. You don't know? You, have you not seen the news? His agent? Okay, it's old news. No. Who? Matteo Alemán. He's, the, uh, he's, he's since a few weeks become Atletico's sporting director. You didn't Oh, you but didn't now he's going to give you guys freebies that. now. As if. Matteo Alemán. Come on, man. That guy is Kool-Aid through and through. Just because there was a little hope bit so. of fa- falling out, you don't think he's going like, to want so. you guys to succeed? Dude, he's I, a pro. Well, I, I hope on a personal level. I hope he does like uh, throw us a couple of bones, but, you know, a f- couple of millions of bones. But uh, Listen, man, Atletico has been he's doing working favors for Atletico. For Atletico hate us. No, stop. Atletico does yeah, you guys do. favors every year. As Every if. year, they take members off your hands. Robert. They they give you Griezmann, and then they we take. They gave us Arda Turan, like like as if Arda Turan came for free, as if Arda, Arda Turan, Turan came. Another one. Who else? Useless. Well, this is endless. Crazy. They Man, took they, that they, they, from you when he was like for free. Team. We give them we give them these players for free. They don't even buy them from us. Unreal. Yeah, that's gonna. I, no. I, my prediction is they're going to pay you to take Zhao Felix. They're gonna be like, oh, you like Zhao for sure. Yeah, here's also a parting gift. We'll give you Griezmann back if you want him to. Who the else? The Colchoneros do don't like him. But Griezmann, you guys would have loved Griezmann, I think, if it didn't coincide with the Messi era. Yeah. Good player. Yeah. Great player. Yeah. But uh, anyways, yeah, it's it's a bit of a head scratcher. I mean, normally don't companies like sign uh, like these non-competitive agreements or these clauses, non, what do they call it? These, these, you know, you can't just go over to the competition and start working for them. Oh, you mean no. in the case of Alemany? Yeah. Yeah. Alemany. Well, Alemany. Uh, what do they who, call it? Like wait, non-competitive Alemany? No, there's a I, there's a Y, excuse me, at the end of his last name, but it's a oh. e, like it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. I didn't know that. Uh, I've learned so much language things on this podcast. <laughs> it's great. Mostly Catalan stuff, which is not really practical for me to use, but it's, I've learned a few things. It's good. It's good to know. Well, you know, in Jao Felix's case, though, because no one wants him, it's not going to be hard to bring him back. What nobody wants him. I mean, look at him playing now. Is it like if Atletico won eighty million, Barca are not going to be able to pay for it. Atletico are not going to ask eighty million. His stock is not that high. There's no way. Mm. But he just like renewed his contract. Really? Yeah. Before coming, Atletico made him renew his contract. Literally, because they want to cash in, man. They're like, oh, you're going to Barca, the team you always wanted to play for. They want to get you on the free in a year. No. Renew and then expires 2024, bro. Oh, sorry, no, it doesn't. 2029, Mm. Jesus. Mm. Oh my god, long, yeah, yes. What a nightmare. I mean, (laughs) I still, still, man, I I don't. Well, unless Atletico, unless like he's playing, he plays so well for the rest of the season, and Atletico can start saying, well, he's our player until 2029. Let's put a bidding war. Like, you know, you that's start getting the Premier League clubs to start bidding to. In that case, then that's how it is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. This whole Saudi thing is a game changer. 
Um, and, and Joao Cancelo, I mean, what, like 30, they're saying in the papers, like 30 mil. But it's going to have to spend some earnings if we want to keep these boys, the Joao's. What's the Cancelo situation? So it's... Uh, He's on loan from City. Contract there expires 2027. City probably won't care to bring him back. No. Yeah, this is the, that's the thing. The, the thing that you guys have going for you guys if you want to retain Cancelo and Felix is that they seem to like it in Barcelona and they'll have a say. You think so? Yeah, that'll help the case. Yeah, I mean, like they're they're starting, they're playing. That wasn't really happening at City and uh, Atletico for them, respectively. So you see, yeah. they seem to like it there. By the way, did you? I I don't want to keep throwing topics out here. What did you want to say? I don't want to throw you off your train. Nothing. Of thought. Literally nothing. <laughs> I would okay, have made well, something up case, on the spot to say. Did you see uh, the Rubiales video? No. The desperate Hail Mary trying what to did he do. Do I want to know what he did? <laughs> it's awkward, man. I'm not going to lie. It's an awkward one. But it uh, he's leaked or put out a video of him in the locker room before. I don't know if it's the final. I don't know if it's against Sweden. I, I don't know. Um, but it's him giving the, the women's team a pep talk in his style, in his classic Rubiales style. Um, and he's going like, he's talking to Aitana, he's talking to Alexia, he's talking to Olga and he's like, Hey, he's like, Olga, like, uh, answer me this question. Which team, like, que equipo tiene más, mm, o varios, ellas o nosotros? You know, which team has more, has bigger ovaries? Yeah. Ovaries? Yeah. Yeah, I guess and, uh, I haven't Olga's seen the like, video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Olga's like, nosotras. He's like, ¿qué? Nosotras. ¿Qué? Dilo alto. Nosotras. He's like, sí, sí, sí. Uh, Alexia, ¿qué equipo, qué, qué tiene mejor equipo? Ellas o nosotras. Alexia, nosotras. ¿Qué? Nosotras. ¿Cómo? Like, I don't know, it's just, it's just weird. I'm embarrassed uh, to this. I didn't even yeah, see it's, the video. Yeah, it's a weird exchange where you can just kind of feel... It's cringy. You feel the awkwardness. That feels like it's doing <laughs> his making it worse. That doesn't sound like it's helping at all. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't I, know what what possessed him to put that well. out and be like, "See, what?" I don't think it'll go down very well if I go to my local women's team here and ask them who has the biggest ovaries. I think I'd be put in prison right away. I don't think that's. I don't think that's helping. His case I think at that all. would be very woke if anything. I mean, here's Ruby Alice asking, who's got the bigger ovaries? He's like, do we have the bigger ovaries or do they? Look at these ovaries. Look at them. Those are not ovaries. Those are not ovaries. That's what he was saying on the balcony. He was like, look at these ovaries. (laughs) These ginormous ovaries. Put that away. I haven't seen the video, but I declare Ruby Alice can- canceled forever now after hearing that. I love it because you know that at some point in time in the Ruby Alice camp, whether it's himself or somebody close to him, came across that video and was like, oh, yo, dude, this is a good dude, idea. Let's publish this. Dude, I got it. You're back, baby. You're back. Put this out there. <laughs> 
And he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Put it out. There. I'll shut them up now. What a weirdo, man. It's weird. It's weird. I, you know, yeah, it's a weird. You should watch the video. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, <laughs> are we watching any uh, of the Spain games? Spain versus Georgia on Sunday. What a banger. Oh, another banga. Baby, come down. I'll tell you what I'm watching. Is it today? I like I'm all in on South America these days. I'm like Europe is like not as fun. It is not. Tomorrow in my calendar, Argentina Mm. versus Uruguay, Colombia versus Brazil. Can't wait. You guys will be sleeping at that time. Yeah. So much fun. So much fun. These South American games, man. So much fun. They're just so much passion. Yeah. Yeah. I will watch. About I'll watch the. I'll catch the Spain seven 0 highlights against Georgia the day after. Carvajal yeah, right. crossing to Jose Lu for a couple goals. Gavi scoring two or three. Yeah. Well, I'll still watch it. I, I, I mean, I I gotta watch it. You can count on me to watch it. Uh, okay. I'm having a look to see who Oranje is playing. Who do we got? Nederland, oh Nederland, Ireland. What's uh, the Netherlands situation? Walter Nederland. So, no, we're good. I think with a we're top of the group C. No, so, Francis, you're in Group B. So what am I talking about? What am I talking about? What am I talking? What is this? What is? What am I being? Are you looking at this is a different sport. Bullshit. You're second yeah, exactly. in Group B, tied with Greece, who has the same amount of points as you guys. Francis first. Here we go. Group B, second with France, yes. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been an ugly-ass qualifier so far. Not going to yeah. lie, that win against Greece was ugly. But we need a draw. We need one more point. Yeah. Um, Is that right? I think so. And it's, it's oh, against you have a, Ireland you have a game or hand. fourth. Huge. Yeah, we have – exactly. So we have to play two more games of these two. If my math, quick maths, I think a point will do. Uh, and it's against Ireland and Gibraltar. So Gibraltar, who have lost all their games, uh, as they do, those fine folks. And Ireland, who have uh, won two, lost five. So, uh, hey, I'm thinking even Ronald Koeman Soranya can get this job done. But call me a, a crazy-ass optimist. Can I give you an, a, a more interesting scenario for a different team? Please. So Please. Italy is third in their group. Three points back of Ukraine with a game in hand. Their game in hand is on the 17th versus North Macedonia, which they'll probably win, although I think that's the team they lost against, right? Uh, with cool. that last minute. Holland. Goal. 
Italy, Italy. I'm switching, oh, yeah, oh, Italy, switching yeah. lanes here. Italy. Yeah. Focus here, Diego. Focus, focus. No, sorry. I, I just clicked back and I'm seeing North Macedonia, the Netherlands, uh, but it's oh. from June 21st. What are you doing? What are you talking about? I don't know. It's about? Google's fucking with me right here. And I'm like, we won 3-0. All right, Netherlands go on, go play on. football in, and they are in Group B of the Euro qualifying. Go on, go okay. on. I got you. Now, go, go. switching topic to Italy is third yes. in their group, three points behind Ukraine. And they have a game in hand. Their game in hand is against Macedonia, which they should win, which sets up Ukraine and Italy potentially tied on points on the last day, and they play against each other on November 20th. Mm. So November 20th, pencil it in. That's the date. Churros. Got a circled red. Churros y pasta. No, pasta y tacticas. What's the churros equivalent? Gelato? North, North Macedonia, the Netherlands. Gotcha. In women's volleyball, <laughs> six years ago. Hey, some more breaking news. Uh, what did you want to know? What's pasta? What? What's the what churros of, of Italy? Is it gelato? <coughs> yeah, yeah, it's gotta. Um, Florentino Perez and Juan Laporta have both left the board of directors of the Spanish Football Federation. Breaking news. I didn't know that Florentino was even on that still. <laughs> I thought he peace out. Uh, okay. I don't feel very uninformed about this topic right now, but. Yeah. I'm just trying to skim over it now. Jose Felix Diaz, Laporta, and Florentino Perez have decided to leave the board of directors of the Spanish Football Federation. You know, we, we're, we've been waiting for... We, Rubiales got canceled. Great. When's Tebas getting... Someone's got to do a some raise on Tebas's private life. Well, I would like the digging into many important people's affairs. Laporta? No. Not not interesting enough. If you're talking we about already Florentino, know. He's an open you won't book. find anything. Yeah, exactly. He's stainless. We got stainless and pure. Sent by God. All right, he's uh, incorruptible. Let's 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 call Infallible. it a day because you're gonna set me off. You're gonna set me off. I recently came a- a- across something that, you know. Are you still, let's are leave you still that let's leave that Mr. for Satan? another pod. What are you talking about? Of course I follow Satan. Satan is a blessing to the Kule fan base. And I would invite everybody wholeheartedly to the to, fan uh, base, bro. You're well thank you. You actually talk about some football. Satan doesn't talk about football. He only talks about are you all the references. He absolutely stuff does. He's a great he's a great football analytic mind. He has a great football footballing mind. Okay. He really I does. Seen it. Uh, all right, uh, get him on the pod. Can you get him on the pod? Do you know, does he? Is he like what is who is like? No, he he, he does no collaborations whatsoever. I would love to talk to him. I really would, but he doesn't. He he doesn't do any collaborations. Does he work he for someone or he's independent? Independent. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. What about Zona Blaugrana? Can we get him on? He is so not. Biased I don't know Zona. So 
Yeah, I do not know. Thon- I mean, I know. I obviously I follow his Twitter handle, and it's fantastic. I mean, it's again information that needs to be available and out there. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't like know. that stuff. But I don't know if you. Sorry, go ahead. No, I I just don't know who Thona is. Yeah, so I don't I don't like that kind of content. But I will say there's a there's a creator I found a Barca creator that I really enjoy. Um. He's called the purest football. I found him on YouTube. I don't know if you come across his work. He put some amazing tactical. I did videos. a spaces with him. Did you? He's awesome. Yeah. So we were on this spaces. I'd love together to have him on the podcast. Speakers. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Let me let me look him up. That he. I really enjoy his tactical following videos. He's on YouTube. It's true. Is he? I I didn't know about that. I just know oh, about man, his Twitter. You, he, he puts out brilliant tactical videos breakdown mm. of Barca's matches. That's why oh, I enjoy it. He talks about football. Very good. Very good stuff. It's true. I'm happy you remind me because it was a good spaces as well. I don't, I mean, we talked about this. I don't do that enough. Yeah. Yeah. We both follow each other now. Since More spaces. do Twitter audio spaces. The reach is insane. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I will do Twitter audio spaces. The problem with it is you can't post the, re- you can't record it and then post it like as a podcast after. You can it it gets posted on Twitter after, but you don't have the actual recording like a file on your computer, for example. You, it just gets yeah, on yeah. Twitter. That's the problem with but it. That, but the reach is insane. That's kind of cool as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The reach is crazy. All right, I'm gonna talk to him. Yeah, let's get him on. Bring him on. Um, cool. Could be even All right, like dude, uh, I gotta get out before a classic or something. Sure. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up. Um, yeah. Thanks, guys. Again, Diego and I put out a killer podcast with Andre Orlandi on Friday. Patreon.com slash Churros y Tacticas. And are we back Thursday or Friday for a mailbag? Go. Go. Watch it. When's next Patreon edition? Uh, Well, yeah, tomorrow or Friday, I guess. It's tomorrow, Thursday? Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, one of those days, Diego and I will post for our patrons as well. All right. Mm. Thanks, guys, for listening. Diego, good chat. Peace, peace. Peace in the Middle East. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.